<laughs> anyway, guys, podcast number 172. Today we're going to be talking about was living like baby boy, but why you shouldn't rely on women. And I will get into a story time and where I relied on my ex-girlfriend for things and, you know, being smooth, knowing how to talk, getting your way into things, not deliberately, but it was a, it was a, a very vulnerable moment for me, but it taught me a really big lesson as to why, you know, living like Tyrese and baby boy really came back to really hurt me. You know, uh, yes, you guys know the car story. But I, you know, it's more than that, though. It's actually, it's actually more than that. And it's very analogous because I was watching Baby Boy and I'm just like, damn, I was really, I was really living like this. So if you know how the podcast goes, we play a little song, we do like a radio style, right? Play a little song and then we get right into it. Uh, this is J.O. Say It Ain't. And don't rely on women for shit. Because when they are upset, boy, it will come back to haunt you. You know how we do it, nigga. We doing back to back shit. Ain't no stopping, ain't no motherfucking breaks, nigga. This shit ain't for the week. So tell them niggas, watch out. I'm going blow, ain't depending on no niggas. Yeah, yeah, I'm going roll. I ain't even tripping about the lies being told. That's what happens when you popping niggas saying ain't so. Saying ain't. Ain't so, got the city on fire, but I'm still too cold Always tell it like it is, yeah, you know I'm too bold But you still sleeping on me, nigga, say it ain't so Say it ain't Ain't so, gotta dig it out Trying to be the nice guy, but now I'm on a different route Probably got your girlfriend in my crib Just trying to dick her down And best believe I kick her out if she don't plan on putting out Yeah, cause I'm a dog, I'm a fucking dog Got a lot of bitches, but I'm always trying to fuck some more Yeah, so what you want from a nigga I done found out the game And they don't be loving niggas I'm good, I'm all set The way I do my own thing, yeah, they all vexed Out here calling shots like a motherfucking rep Whole time y'all was playing checkers, I was playing chess Man, this shit a mess I'm gon' 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 blow, ain't depending on no niggas, yeah, yeah, I'm gon' roll. I ain't even trippin' about the lies being told. That's what happens when you poppin' niggas say it ain't so. Say it ain't. All right, guys, that was J.O. Say it ain't. But let's get into today's topic. So I'm watching Baby Boy. Now, if you've never seen the movie Baby Boy, it is it's a movie with Tyrese. I, I forget Tyrese's last name. Very handsome, normal, handsome, dark-skinned, chocolate man, bald. Um... He's probably a little more popular for the Transformer movies. Uh, I think he was in one of them. He's a part of the um, Fast and Fury series. But in the early 90s, or the early 2000s, I'm not sure when exactly that movie came out. He played as a guy from Los, I think Los Angeles, right? Uh, somewhere in LA, somewhere in California. And I'm not sure if it was Compton, but it was one of those, you know, one of those LA hoods. And he was living in the ghetto. And it was a, a very, you know, I don't want to say typical situation because that's not all people and we don't want to generalize young black men. But it was a situation where he's living with his he's living with his uh, his mother and his baby moms here and there back and forth and using his baby mom's car, you know, but when they weren't on good terms, he had to give her her shit back. Right. And this was exactly who I was in my earlier 20s. Now, to be fair, I wasn't exactly like that and I wasn't riding a bike around in my early 20s. I always had a car. I had a car since I was 
since I was 17, I had a car. I've always had a car. I've always had a car and always did um, and always will. So when I was about 17, I had a car. But when I got into my last relationship, I had a Camaro. And this was my first car that I actually paid for myself. Very proud of it. Back then, I was the man. You got to understand, being 22, 23 with, uh, you know, uh, 20, well, I want to say 20, I think I had 2015 and 2016 Camaro. And I think the year was like maybe 2016, 2017, maybe. So I got a brand new car. I'm 23 years old. Listen, I look good. You know, I can dress. I'm getting money, getting more money than I ever did. And I that car was a chick magnet for me. But of course, I let somebody <laughs> settle me down, right? You know, and um, I got a girlfriend at the time. And... I was the prize. I was the prize. She knew that a lot of girls wanted me and she was okay with that at first. And, and, uh, long story short, I got into a car accident and that car was my pride and joy. That car was my pride and joy. And I loved that car so much. And, um, what happened was I got into the car accident and I went into a bit of a depression. I don't want to say depression, but I was really sad. I was really sad because it was my it was it was my pride and joy, it was my possession. I cleaned it all the time. I make sure I got it clean. Um, you know, it was able to get me not just from point A to point B, but it attracted a lot of things and it attracted a lot of girls for me. And I had fun. It was a fast car too. And what happened was after I crashed the car. My girlfriend at the time felt as if she had to pick up the slack. I had a really hard time taking the bus. I had a really hard time taking the train because I never did. That's not something I do. Where I live, having a car is very convenient. And it's not something that I like to do. And it's not something that I want to do. So she felt as if she had to pick up the slack. So she had been working for some time and she was saving her money because she didn't really have to drive a lot of places because I would always pick her up. Um, although she did spend money when, sometimes when we were going out, but I was, I was younger. And so she went and got a car and mind you, she didn't know how to drive at all. She didn't even have a license. The same day she got her lace, her license, uh, was the same. I think the next, like a two days later, she went and got a car. She got a car, like literally a few days right after she got her license. So she didn't really know how to drive. Essentially it's her, it's her car, but essentially it was for me. Right. And she felt as if because I didn't have a car she, and it was a nice gesture and it was a nice thing she did. And honestly, it's something about me and I can't really exactly pinpoint it. I feel like when I talk to a lot of girls, I don't ask for anything. I don't demand anything, but I always find myself in a situation where they want to do things for me. And maybe when I was younger in my early teens or late teens, I probably took advantage of that. Uh, but as I got into my 20s, I didn't take advantage of that so much, but I got complacent. And instead of saving my money and buying a car, I went and started a sneaker collection. And I spent like 10 racks just buying sneakers and just thinking about it. I'm like, that was so stupid. I could have got another damn car. Like, it was just so dumb. And I don't understand why I did that. But I just felt that I needed to have this, keep up this good look. And I didn't have my car, so I had to replace it with something. If I couldn't uh, drive, I had to say like, well... I'm going to look good. So when anybody sees me, you know, that attention, I was just so used to it. But long story short, so I started to rely on 
my girl's car. And this taught me the biggest lesson ever. I remember one day um, we were, I was going to take her to work. And like living like baby boy, if you ever seen baby boy, you know, he would take his girl to work. He would pick her up. He would pick Yvette up from work, right? <laughs> he was he was low key. Well, I don't think he, he was messing with his co her coworkers. I didn't exactly mess with her coworkers, but they was throwing me passes though. You know, I didn't catch it, but you know, they was throwing it. Uh, but one day I was going to take her to work in her car. And as I'm going to take her to work, she, we got into an argument. Um, I, and I forget what the argument was about and whether I was being entitled, whether I was being disrespectful or not, the point was she didn't like it. And so because she didn't like it, as a result, she felt as if she was going to be petty and try to punish me for it. So what she did was she said, you know what? I'm not going to let you have my car since you want to talk to me like that crazy. I'm like, anyway, we're going to take you to work. And that's that. And she was like, no, I want my keys and I want my car now. And I'm like, shut up. I'm going to take you to work. We're not doing that. She's like, I will call the cops. And she started making a scene. She's like almost about to make me crash. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, stop. I was like, fine, take your damn car. So I got out and she, on her way to work, she she sacrificed being late to work and literally drove my ass back home like a little ass child because it was her car. And, and rightly so, I didn't have any rights to it. And because I got so comfortable because I got so complacent with using my girlfriend's car, that was a reality check. And then it didn't stop there. There were other times where I'm like, well, I want to go home. And she's like, well, I need my light bulb changed. And I would fix things on the car. I would change her light bulbs because, you know, that's just me, you know, just obviously taking care of it, just being a gentleman, just being a good boyfriend. So one time I didn't feel like doing it that night. And there's this, there was this control or this struggle for power. And what she wanted to do was she wanted to say, well, I need you to fix this light bulb now because I don't want to be driving around with the light bulb out. I said, well, I'll do that later. Let's go home first. And you see things started to happen that I would never do to her when I had my car. But when she had her car, she wanted to try to, to control me and take advantage of it. And there was this this thing where it was like, well, there's almost a loss of respect, right? And what happened was she was like, well, you need to change the light bulb now or we're not going home. And mind you, I have my little brother with me. And because, you know, I used the car as mine. So if I talked my little brother with me, I thought it was fine. It's okay. But she literally was like, oh, you need to change the light bulb. So whatever, I changed the light bulb. And after that day, I promise you, I never... I never, ever, ever, ever again allowed myself to borrow her car. And, and, and the point is, there was a numerous amount of stories where like that, that happened until that last time where, where it occurred, what I absolutely had enough. And the point of the story is, a lot of you guys will rely on a woman for stuff. A lot of you guys will rely on women for things that that for things. You, mute your mic 
a lot of you guys will were um will rely on women for things and and then when the consequences come these are some of the results and you shouldn't you a thousand percent shouldn't and granted yeah i was young i was 20 like i think maybe 23 20 23 24 something like that i was really young and i didn't it's not that i didn't know any better it i didn't think that she would do something like that i didn't think that i had this was somebody i love this is somebody i made love to this is somebody who we had a lot of romantic romantic moments with this is somebody who's in my home somebody who met my family somebody who i've done tons of nice things somebody who went on vacation with i didn't think that somebody like that would be so vindictive and it was a big lesson and i see this all the time with guys who get with women, you guys get with women, and then you have to learn things the hard way. Ugh. Hold on a second. got to put my laptop on the charger. You guys learn things the hard way, and this is why I tell guys, never get a lease with a woman. Never go into an apartment with a woman. Don't do that, ever, because there's so many clients that I have and I speak to, and they say, well, KB, oh, you know, I'm risking now my, my, my credit's at risk, and I'm risking my credit going bad and now I got to break the lease and pay all these penalties and fines because we broke up or she's saying this and saying that or she started seeing someone else, whatever the case may be, she wants to be petty. And now because you went half with somebody and not just having your own shit, now you have to pay the penalties and have the consequences and repercussions. You have to understand that some, not all women and not all women are like that, but there is a thing where I see, especially with married couples, and it, and I don't have a lot of married couples, but the ones that I do have where a woman starts to make a little more money and maybe sometimes where a woman is, her role changes. And usually when it's in, in reference to money or having something that a man doesn't have, she usually loses some type of respect. And you got to understand it from my perspective. I was young. I was getting a lot of money. I was like doing a lot of stuff on the side. I was working a lot of hours and I had a really nice car. And, uh, and what happened was, you know, my car crashed. And when she had hers and if I didn't do something she liked, it started small. It started small. It started with, okay, well, I will, you know, I'll do, do this or fix this. But then it was like, I want you to do what I want or you can't take my car. I want you to do what I want. Are, are you can't borrow my car, right? It become the means of control. And after that last time, I just said, you know what? I just took like, you know, a little $2,000, got a nice cheap car, put it, put a down payment on it, right? And that car's paid off now. Um, and put a, a nice little down payment on it. And then once that happened, it was like she was almost out the door because she realized, and we both realized how much control she had on me. And we had broken up and she was trying to fix things and trying to keep it together, but she understood I'm not somebody who can be controlled. And, 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 and another lesson is whenever you put restraints on people, whether those be physical uh, or metaphoric, they're going to want to break. They're going to want to release from them. And even furthermore... This is not something you usually see, you know. This is not something you usually see in men like that, right? 
a man will have his own stuff and take care of a woman. And that's usually a lot of cases. It's been that way since the beginning of time, right? Men provide for women. And, you know, when a woman starts making a little money, man, just like, oh, well, you know, I got to control you and I got to no. know it's because it's always been that way. You only see this shit when it comes to women. Usually, not all cases, obviously there's always exceptions, but usually when you see this type of shit, it only usually comes from women. Because men have been doing this since the beginning of time, taking care of their family, taking care of women. The only roles in society that have changed are women. It's only women liberation. It's only recently women start making more money in, 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 in the grand scheme of things. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is, you know, you have to understand as a man, you shouldn't rely on a woman. And this even aside from that, bad things can happen to you. And some, not all, but some women can be vindictive. But as a man, you should have enough pride and you should have enough say so to understand that you shouldn't rely on anything when it comes to women, at least your livelihood, at least have your own place, at least have your own car, at least make your own money. This is why I tell guys you don't do 50-50. And even furthermore, and even furthermore, even from a religious perspective, and you know, I was young, so I didn't really think too much about it, right? Um, but that's why I tell you guys we don't do 50-50. Right. Even if you want to do 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20 in, for, in favor of you, in favor for the woman. Right. Well, you're paying for most of the things you at least want to do that. And those and it really plays a big effect on your dynamics. Right. And, and this is something that I learned when I was younger. You can't have a relationship. And this is from religion. And I'm not, I'm not saying this for everybody, but you can't have a relationship. You can't get married. Until you have enough money to take care of that family on your own. On your own. Meaning everything that a woman makes is hers. And if she decides to share it, if she decides to give it to you, that's considered charity. But, and you think, and I'm, and I'm thinking, as, you know, why would God make it like that? Why would he say that, right? If you're Muslim, right? It, it, why would he say that? But then I think back to my situation. Well, look at that. Look how the fuck I got treated like a child and disrespected all types of ways. All types of ways. Because, you know, and women usually start to make money unless they're like, unless you're like Rihanna or some shit where it's like very exceptional one percentile of Earth's population. Right. Unless you fall into that one percentile, which is exceptional. And most women don't make that kind of money. Right. Most most men don't. But most women, it's less because on average, men usually make more money than women. So. The point is, guys, do not, I repeat, do not, do not try to rely on women for these things. And it's not a, it's not something coming from women. And I'm not trying to hear anything from the feminists. All I'm saying it is women usually don't like that anyway. If you ever have a conversation with a lot of females, they say, well, I would want a guy that's making just as much or more. Why is that? Because when, <laughs> when a woman has to make a certain amount of money, they equate that. With, with so much, they equate that with so much, you know, and even if you make a certain amount and some people think that, well, I make a lot of money, that's one person. If you don't understand how percentages work, that's not general. Everyone's experience is a little different, right? So when you're talking generally, 
things are different. But the point is, guys, do not rely on women when it comes to these things. You have to be independent. There are even studies that show that women are more attracted to independent and ambitious men, right? Unless, you know, I know the feminists, I don't know, they operate a little different. But unless unless they're, you know, in heterosexual relationships, I think that still applies. And you got to understand when it comes to dynamics, it also makes those dynamics easier for you as a couple, right? If you make her life a little bit easier, there's a lot of things that you can get in a trade-off. You know, when, when that conversation of women trying to be or being called out for not being submissive, they always have this selective submissiveness where they say, well, I would do it for the right man, right? Because being submissive is indicative of femininity, right? Somebody who's usually submissive has a good level of femininity, and that's really good for women as far as attraction goes. That's what men like. They want very feminine women. But when you're selective with it, that means that's not your true nature. Not saying that you have to be submissive for every man, but if you see he's not the right type of man for you, obviously you just leave the situation alone. But that shouldn't have any effect on your character as a person, as a female, right? Because that's what men like. But you see this when when it comes to that whole submissive thing, women say, well, for the right man. And it's not only about money, but one of the facets of it, one of those things that are contributing factor to women being submissive is how well you can take care of things. Now, I understand times are hard and I understand that, uh, you know, things are really difficult nowadays and not everybody can pay for everything, but if you can pay for most things. So what does that look like? Be independent first. Be independent first. So be independent and have enough where you can take care of yourself. And if you have enough money, because I tell guys, if you don't have enough money to date, don't date. Don't date. But if you have enough money, okay, cool. When you do go out with somebody, just make sure you pay for the food. You know, every time you go out, you can pay for the food. I'm not saying you have to pay her bills. If she has her own place and her rent is $1,200, $2,000, mortgage is $2,000, you don't have to pay that unless you can. But if you can, make sure you're with that person for years. This is not somebody you've been dating for months. You're going to start paying her rent, right? Me personally, I feel like every time I go out, I'll pay the food, you know? I, you know, I remember when I first time I made 10K in a month, when I started making 10K a month, I said, okay, cool. I can give you some money for your nails, $200 every other week or whatever the case may be, $100 here, $100 there. Sure. I'll give you some money for that. That's fine because I can do it. Now I understand for guys that can't do it, they're not going to do that, but it wasn't excessive. I'm not going to just sit here and pay all your bills, especially when you have a form of income, you know? But the point is, guys, being independent, especially as men, and I know a lot of you guys that listen to me are, are a lot younger, be independent first. And if you don't have enough money to date, don't date. One of the lessons that my father told me when I was very, very young, I remember being told this maybe about 12, 13, maybe 14. He said, never go outside to eat. Never go out to eat with just enough money. Always make sure you have more and then some. There's always contingencies that you want to be prepared for. What if you catch a flat and you have to pay for that? Well, I know how to change a tire. I know a lot of men don't, but I, you know, what if you have to pay for something extra? What if you have to buy something? What if you need to get gas? What if something happens? There's always emergency. You should always have extra cash. Never just go out with enough. Say, oh, I got $40. We're going to go out to eat and that's going to be that. She's going to pay her half. I'm going to, no, 
You should always, even if the plan was to go 50-50 on a date, which is not something I approve of, guys, but even if it were, you should have enough just to cover her half also because what if she left her phone, at, her food at home, right? What if she left her money at home? What if she, oh, I left my wallet at home? What if she did that deliberately because she just didn't want to pay? She's like, oh, I'll pay you back later, but still you should always have it just in case. Don't depend on women because things will get ugly. And it's not a shot to women, but that's just my experience. And I have a lot of experience with women. And then on top of that, I have guys who speak to me on the daily. Guys who call me on the daily and they suffer from a lot of situations. From a lot of situations and sometimes women can be very vindictive sometimes. But you can avoid a lot of this by being independent, being smart. And once again, if you don't have enough money to date, don't date. I tell you guys, you should work. Work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Average income in America is, is about, I think, anywhere from forty dollars to $50,000 a year. If you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week at $20 an hour, you can make eighty dollars a week. You can make eighty dollars a year, right? That's about a thousand something dollars a week. Don't be afraid to work hard, especially when you're young. The demographics for the people who listen to me are anywhere from 17 to 25. That's where the majority are. You guys are young. Trust me. When I was that age, you're not missing out on anything. Work on your craft. Build this. Have a skill. Have a trade. Work. Save the money. All you have to do is save the money. You don't necessarily have to go to school. You don't necessarily have to get an education to make a lot of money. I didn't finish college. I make more money than people who have PhDs. You know how many girls I know that have PhDs? And even some of the girls who are nurses, the RNs who went to school for it and they make good money, still don't make more money than me, some of them. Right? So the, the point is focus on building. Make it right investments. Like I told you, I am, I'm in Novatech. Novatech, I make anywhere from 1% to 6% of my money every week. And I reinvest it. When are you getting out of Chase Bank? 1% in a year? The point is, guys, be independent. The whole point of this podcast, the whole point of this channel is for men to be men. And if you're going to be a man, this is one thing that you have to secure. You have to be able to be independent first before you can take care of anybody. And even if you say, well, I don't want to be responsible for all the bills, you still have to take care of most things. And then there are other responsibilities outside of that. At least have your own shit first. Right. At least have your own stuff. And once again, this is not a shot towards women. This is not saying that women can't do what they want to do. All I'm saying is have your own shit. Don't rely on women for for money. Don't rely on women like I'd be damned. I'd rather starve. I'd rather sleep on the sh I'd rather I'd rather sleep outside in my car. And be fucking homeless than to go and ask another woman for money. I'll work, I'll work 100 hours a week if I had to. If I, only ha if I only got to sleep three hours a day, I would do that shit before I go and ask somebody for something ever again. My pride run from here to China. I'll be damned. And that's what some of you are lacking. I know a lot of you guys say, well, I, I ain't paying for nothing. Well, you know what? I'm calling you out on it. Don't think just because, you know, I, I'm teaching men how to be men and we talk about a, relation, a lot of relationship stuff. Listen, 
this is a major thing. And I keep seeing it. I keep seeing young men that saying, oh, I don't have money to go on dates. I don't have money to subscribe to Patreon. I don't have money. Well, you know what? Get a job. Just the other day, I had a guy booked a call, right? And says, well, I, I can't afford the relationship course. It's $200. $200 is a pair of sneakers. At 19, I had that money because I had a job. I had a job. I worked. I never been lazy. You guys are lazy. You want to have a rotation of girls? You want to tell me, okay, B, how do I get three girls at once? You have to be able to afford one. It's going to get expensive. Even if you even if you went on 50-50 with all of them, and if you went on cheap dates, you still have to pay for yourself. You still have to pay for yourself. You guys are so focused on dating and you don't have your shit together. At least have a job. At least have a car. At least be able to pick her up. Even if you still live at home, that's fine. At least have your own stuff. All right, guys, we're going to end this podcast off. And then we'll take some questions if you guys got any questions. The whole point is don't rely on women for things. And it may sound bad when I first started, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure now it makes a lot of sense. Have your own shit and have your shit together before you start dating. All right. I'm saying this is Jay. We fucking that. around out here, man. We'll take questions after this. Fuck you thought it was, nigga. You know how we doing, nigga? We doing back to back shit. Ain't no stopping. Ain't no motherfucking breaks, nigga. This shit ain't for the week. So tell them niggas watch out. I'm going blow. We depending on them niggas. Yeah, yeah, I'm going roll. I ain't even tripping about the lies being told. That's what happens when you popping niggas saying ain't so. Saying ain't. Ain't so. Got the city on fire, but I'm still too cold. Always tell it like it is. Yeah, you know I'm too bold. But you still sleeping on me, niggas saying ain't so. Saying ain't. Ain't so, got it figured out Tried to be the nice guy, but now I'm on a different route Probably got your girlfriend in my crib Just trying to dick her down And best believe I kick her out if she don't plan on putting out